0: Jimmy boy hello do you know that you're being recorded I do I'm sure I
1: sound like I'm in a prison cell but you know we're here recording uh, I gotta be working
0: like four and a half hours so you know everything is hunky-dory four and a half hours which is unusual because it's 9:54 p.m east coast time here so Jimmy we'll try to get you out of here quick it's it's nice of you to join me again I'm happy that You know, we're what about a week and a half from our last episode? I'm glad we're back at it so quick.
1: Yeah, that was that was uh, the big driver for me. Like, uh, you know, opportunity meets uh, desire, and you know, um, I appreciate how much work you've put into the podcast to keep it going over this time. And so, I wanted to make myself as flexible as possible because I also just enjoy the medium. I don't care if anyone's listening, but I enjoy talking soccer with you. So here we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I can't cancel that subscription every year it comes up because I'm like, I I like I like being able to talk about it. And it's a fun time of year, too, because we're coming to the cusp of Europa League semifinals. We got Champions League semifinals. We got the title race heating up. We got the top four spot in the in the prem. Also very uh, anybody's game at this point. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the four spot? Do you want to talk with the title race about what happened I think uh, Liverpool and City have played since we last chatted um, twice. They played but. they played twice, yeah. They played uh, once in the Premier League to a draw and then uh, mm.
1: and then the FA Cup match, obviously earlier today. So
0: um, the draw lived up to the uh, the billing. I thought I thought it was kind of a delightful watch from a neutral perspective. It was. And like, uh, I know that
1: you know city fans are probably happy that. They played and it was a draw, um, but it was it that Eddie had, you know, it was, uh, um, and, you know, there was some nervy stuff. Uh, the goal line clearance from uh, um, Ederson. Yeah, Ederson. You know, yeah, Yeah, The old
0: neck tattoo himself.
1: Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, it was It was a really exciting game. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, while Liverpool could have done way more to win that game as far as making the rest of the race important, what it means is now is, um, you know, Liverpool continues to like basically, you know, put the put the pressure on Man City to be perfect the rest of the way out, which they absolutely could be. I mean, they, they have so much talent and
0: um, they, they could they, be, but you never know. There could be one slip up means so much in that title race because the margin of error is so freaking tiny. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be. It sets up for a fun race, if nothing else. You know,
1: the last month here, um, I think that it'll be uh, it'll be a fun watch. So I'm I'm excited for that because um, I love like multiple layers. That's the best part about Premier League Grey is like multiple layers to races, right? There's the title race, and then there's the top four race, and then there's the European race, and then there's um, you know there is like some middle pack shuffling, which doesn't matter. But then then the,
0: yeah, you know, but down, the teams like, are also. They, are, they want to keep winning in that area, too. Like, you, you look at a Brentford, for example. Like, they want to just put a good season together. Brighton, too, obviously, with the Arsenal and Tottenham wins today. Like, they're not just sitting back. There's, there's meaning in the middle of the pack is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, uh, there's still some teams that can angle for some of those. Like, whether it's, uh, you know, making a push for the Europa League or just the European Conference League, whatever it might be. Um, there's opportunity there, so I think there's lots of fun shuffling that can happen over the next, you know, uh, next couple of weeks. Um, so it's uh, I'm glad that top to bottom we have uh,
0: storylines throughout. That, that's what makes for the the best version of the Premier League. Amen to that. Amen to that. And then also on the side, you have a little uh, FA Cup drama. Uh, we had Man City and Liverpool play again today. Liverpool took a three-one lead. They took a three-zero lead. And then Jack Relish took one back in the forty-seventh minute, and then they scored. I'm not sure they scored one more time, but. Um, I think it was part of Silva. Yeah, they got the second one. I, I hate play. to say this, but who's on the other side of that bracket right now? I have no
1: idea. <laughs> I I gotta be completely honest. <laughs> should look that up.
0: <laughs> Keep oh, uh okay. yeah, that's pretty pathetic of us, but it is um so City out of a of a cup. Which is delightful because I feel like they win every single domestic cup every year. I'm just so sick of them lifting the trophy. Not that Liverpool's any better. But it's uh oh Chelsea Palace on the other side of that. Okay.
1: Yeah, we could uh sub for a fun final. Like uh you could either have the storyline of like, you know, a really good Chelsea team um going against Liverpool and that matchup, or you could have the excitement of uh a team like Palace. Getting into the FA Cup final and like you know, and then everyone in the entire world outside of Liverpool fans would be pulling for Palace. So I think that the uh, um, it's always fun too. Guilt, you know, guilty or not, yeah. You know, like we talked about the last podcast. Um, you know, I think that domestically our attentions were turned a little bit by our own little Open Cup uh, fun, and maybe we kind of lost sight of that. But um, I I don't mind that considering that Spurs and Villa were both out of the FA Cup, and that's you know usually our main focus, so.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, I think we'll talk a lot of U.S. Open Cup a lot on Nisa. This, this episode will be very Prem-centered because it's just a little touch base, and we'll we'll get back to you, Nisa. I'm sorry, folks. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk, too, about uh, Zach Steffen just being, did you see the goal on him? Um, So, he was at the goal line, and Sadio Mane just slid in and got the ball from him, and he looked so casual, and Yep. My biggest complaint is that he looked that way for the U S in the last window too. I, I thought he was just being so cavalier with the ball. He's like, he's trying to emulate Emerson and is cool, but it's to a fault. Like he like get rid of the ball, man. It's a, it's, it's a huge part of the modern
1: goalkeeper. Um, you know, the, the ability to be basically an 11th player on the field. Um, and you know, obviously Ederson is is one of the best in the world at it um, for for City. Um, I think that a lot of that is important, but you know the ability to the ability to make quick decisions in, in an effort to maintain possession, while also balancing that with the idea of like a little bit of that old school mentality, like hey man, like I just can't hit anywhere near my goal. Um, you know, I feel that like as someone who yeah, still pretends to play goalie. You know, like, um, I, I get that a lot, um, especially even where I play now. Like, where like it's way more pass back than I've ever been used to, and I am far more guilty of you know doing the das boot of the field versus trying
0: to play it out. Um,
1: but uh, you know,
0: Reese for- used to scare me with the ball, and he gave away a lot, but he's actually improved in the last couple seasons he's not as scary when the ball goes back to him there's a few seasons there where he gave up a few goals where he hung on too long it's like ah, oh, those are the worst i think i think that
1: more than ever um you know especially attacking players they know going in that that some of these goalies are trying to do too much and so mm-hmm. they can go in hard like i mean in the past like you never really saw and not that you didn't ever really see it but you um players were if they did go hard, it was hoping that they'd get like a deflection on a on a clearance and, and get a goal. And that's not the case anymore. They like they know that goalies the intention is to play out of the back, especially with a, a team like City, that you know, possession is so important. For Stefan though, of like he's, he's been he's been doing that primarily. Um I know he played a lot, he's played almost exclusively in the FA Cup for City, which is good. But like playing out of CONCACAF where like there is, there is no athlete or pressure like you're gonna get from a person of Sadio Mane, Mane's talent, and so like that, mm-hmm. like as like even that that half second of hesitation is what killed him, and I think mm-hmm. that I think that you saw um, if you're a U.S. fan, the the reactions that you want to see were good were. You know, immediately I saw Fernandino stop back there and, you know, and, and, you know, give him a high five like, hey, man, we got you. Like, you know, like, he at least understood his. My heart hurt up.
0: for him today.
1: I did. You saw, you saw Diaz yeah. pick him up after the game. You saw, um, supportive, good quotes from Guardiola, you know, about, like, about his play and stuff like that. So, um, I don't like, I, you know, you want to be critical, but at the same time, like, you want to build confidence, especially when it comes to goalies. Like they're, I mean, we're, we're such head cases that like, I don't want to bury him for something like that. No,
0: I've, I've seen some horrible tweets. I hope, uh, hope Jackie boys staying off the internet because it's too cruel. It's, he's still a good goalkeeper. He has is sad. And I, I just hated Twitter ripping him to shreds today. And I did participate a little bit. I would, I would say too. So I am also a little guilty. Sorry, Zach. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely a disappointment, but like,
1: you know, it is a, it is a human thing, um, and and for for goalie, um, the 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 smallest half second mistakes are so much more magnified than mm-hmm. you know, not like losing the ball in in like the center of the pitch or like you know, or missing a tackle or or that sort of thing. Like it is your minor mistake is a goal that changes the entire outcome of the game, regardless of what, where it's
0: at or what, what's going on. So, and I was saying against Aston Villa, when we played you, Larice stood on his head the first half and uh, no, no mention of man of the match. Of course, Sonny did get a hat trick. So that is also hard to, to go against, but indeed, um, yeah, what'd you think of that game now that we're on that subject? uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you not a- dominate first half.
1: Yeah, obviously not like uh the best showing for us. I think that we're like in a bit of a, a bad slide. Um Yeah I think that this is gonna be part of it, right? Like uh for you know, moving on from Grealish, all the all the players we brought on, changing manager mid season. Um there are and then like, you know, we we tried to reincorporate uh a talented player like Leon Bailey. Um you know, some of these growing pains are frustrating, right? For a team that has bigger aspirations and lofty goals, um, I think this is part of it. So as long as they're not willing to abort after four games, like mentally or um, strategically, I think that the the the, the pieces are there. Um, Tottenham has obviously incredible talents um, that. Have been more realized the last couple months than not, you know. As I mean, obviously uh, Brighton aside today, um, you know they've been playing fantastic football for the last you know couple games. Um, oh yeah, So I, I they I, look tired I, I, today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to hit panic button right like on on Villa, but you know, obviously hats off to Tottenham. They played fantastic in that in that victory for uh, against Villa, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that game is is one where you're watching for a long time. What Sonny put one in the first minute, and I said I missed that, and then I only caught the rest of the first half. And you guys just were dominating the game, attacking the goal. Like I said earlier, Luis was standing on his head. Tottenham gets a second goal, and then the whole complexion of that game changes. And it was just, and it looked, it was great. It was a great day to be a Tottenham fan. I'm not going to lie. But then. Spurs do as Spurs do and then go out there and just lay an absolute egg playing Brighton. They couldn't get anything. They didn't have a single shot on target, I believe. All day. Did, uh, was-
1: um did you join in to uh the Twitter um Illuminati about set with Harry Kane for traveling to the United States? What was it for the Masters or uh- oh, I didn't see that. Yeah he, was, yeah,
0: he was in the United States for, like, four days before the game. Oh, I knew he was in the United States. So I don't see people, like, hating on him for it. I, that was a lot
1: of what I saw later on. I mean, everyone wants to find some way to point her or, or some shit. He
0: oh, played, he like, I thought, pretty bad today. He to got and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, whatever. Let the man live. Let him go to the Masters. Who doesn't want to go to the Masters? He's a huge golf fan. I don't give a shit if Eric Kane goes to the Masters. It wasn't just him. It was everybody. It was bad. They all looked tired. Benson Kerr, for the first time, I thought didn't look great today. But it was really the first time, so I'm gonna let it slide. Kulusevski barely touched the ball. Yep. Just said nothing going. There's nothing going all game long.
1: Yeah. And then that, that, Brighton does that to teams, though, right? Like where the like if, if they can get into a groove, they are a, like for a, a you know a mid tier team. A really good possession based team so they can kind of take the like kind of take the edge off the ball if you let them so
0: and Troussard Troussard is yeah, it Troussard scored just a beautiful goal it was um, his crafty he he, it was I don't want to say it was out of nothing because they're in the final third in the box but it was it was all him like the way he juked the defender then he went outside boot is it was, it was a beautiful little goal for sure Hats off to Brighton. I'm wondering if they can sneak into a. Uh, now they're kind of far off the pace, aren't they? Yeah. yeah so they, then.
1: It's Wolves. Wolves has got to be like the favorite for the Conference League spots or spot. Something like that, so.
0: As much as us as Tottenham fans were hating on the Conference League, and we've talked about this for Villa's aspirations, it's kind of cool that you know Wolverhampton and West Ham can still fight for a. They uh all the West Ham fans would be very mad at me saying fighting for a conference league spot because at one point they're they're still in the you wrote, they're 6 points out of a Champions League spot. I don't see it happening. I've been talking about West Ham regressing to the mean the entire time. But we, meanwhile, yeah. you have you have United hanging on. They're 3 points back at Tottenham. Uh they've both played 32 games and a Ronaldo hat trick today kind of kept them in the Champions League hunt.
1: I mean, we I mean we talk about West Ham, but they're still very much alive in the Europa League. Like I, I, I would argue they would be one of. Oh, yeah. They would be one of, if not the favorite, in the
0: Europa League. The yeah, league. the Leipzig Rangers, Frankfurt Eintracht Frankfurt, or West Ham. Yeah, West Ham's probably the favorite in that four, isn't it?
1: So that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So you win that, you get automatic qualification to the Champions League.
0: Huh. And then that also oh, that bumps down the conference league spot another level too if they're in it. If they're in it, yeah, and they're not one of the four
1: top four teams, yeah. Then you got five teams in the Champions League that bumps everything down, yeah.
0: Yeah, I always like when that happens. I'm pretty sure Tottenham got into a Champions League one time because because of that pretty recently. What happens with the FA what happens when they win the FA Cup again?
1: I think that's Europa
0: League qualification. Or, like, something like that. I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, so that's. Europa's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, what do you, how, how do you feel about your Rangers heading against Leipzig there? Uh, I mean, definitely overmatched, right? I think that we've been, uh,
1: lucky thus far. I mean, um, in, you know, years past, obviously we wouldn't even played extra time against Braga. Um, you know, uh, um, they would have beat us on a way goal differential at the end of the second game. Um, it almost seemed unfair that because of the way it ended that way now with, you know, the way goals is not mattering that they go to extra time. Now you gotta play extra time on the road at Irox, you know, um, in Glasgow, you uh, know, against Rangers, like, um, you know that 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 seems a little hard done. They did obviously kind of lose their lose their minds a little bit. They had that red card in the 48th minute, and then another a second red card. You know, in extra time,
0: yeah. going to nine. That's heavy
1: yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I mean, like, they're they're like don't get me wrong. Rangers are fun. Like I I I I do love them. I've I've been following them since um, going into administration and dropping down to I think the fourth league of uh, the Scottish scottish league
0: what they were down that low yeah they dropped in our lifetime
1: uh, yeah uh they dropped them way down they had to come rise you know rise like a phoenix (laughs) from the ashes um yeah i'm i'm you know uh obviously uh i like i have a love for them um it just happened to coincide this year with uh you know gerard coming over from rangers to Aston villa so that's been like a nice tie-in for me, but, um, yeah, like it's, it's been, it's been a magical European run and, and maybe they're able to pull something off against Leipzig. I don't know. They've been, Leipzig's um, not invincible. They're not invincible. And honestly, Rangers form in, you know, I think they're in second place in, in the Scottish Premier League. Um, not nearly as dominant as the, as last year, but like their form has been way better in Europe. Um, then I would argue that it's even been, you know, in, in, in Scotland. So um, I'm not counting them out. It's it's fun that we're here and, and, you know, hopefully the run continues.
0: It is interesting, too, with Leipzig after the Jesse Marsh firing, which is really, really early in the season. Now they are sitting in the fourth Champions League spot in the Bundesliga and 51 points just so if anyone is curious out there and I have heard that Tyler Adams is now sitting on their bench but we won't get into that right now um I do want to talk about Arsenal a bit kind of being Spursy I'd say they kind of held the champions last Champions League spot for a long time and they lost again today to Southampton after losing to Brighton last week you just love to see it you really do Fuck you, you fucking gooners. I hate you all. You're bottling it. Still have a game in hand. So they are uh, three points back at Tottenham with a game in hand. And Tottenham doing Tottenham things today. So really, this if you had to pick between Tottenham, United, Arsenal, and West Ham, and we'll throw Wolves in there to uh, satisfy Chris from Ohio, who would you pick for that last spot? And then who would you pick for the one under for Europa League? So without even
1: looking at the remaining schedule, like I was just looking at the teams in form. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think that United is going to put it together. Um, their only successes recently have been through some Cristiano Ronaldo magic. Um, and they had to pull off magic again today to beat Norwich. Um, mm-hmm you know I, I know that Arsenal and Tottenham were both struggled but like sorry, not struggled but like struggled today um but I would argue that going into today that Tottenham were hitting the best form oh yeah do um so I'd feel more more comfortable with that and like you know I I still like the makeup of West Ham and you know I like what they built this season at the same time I feel like at this stage they're gonna they're gonna prioritize you know, that Europa, Europa really, obviously, yeah. and so and so. Like I think that kind of takes him a little out of the equation, and uh, you know, for all the good things that you know West Ham has done this season, you know, obviously, uh, I think it's Bruno Lange. Lange uh, I'm gonna slaughter his name, but their coach, like he re he reinvigorated a already really good base. You know, after what um, after a couple of years with. Uh, um um, my, I can't remember the Portuguese name coach that you guys had for like ten seconds.
0: Um, Are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about Tottenham, Nuno. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I thought you're talking, talking about, about West Ham still. I was like, what is well, What's happening? No,
1: I'm sorry. I transitioned. I transitioned. So like, I was just trying to like, yeah, West Ham. I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, you know, I, I like them. I, I think they're focused on Europa League. But Wolverhampton, um, you know, I think that Bruno Lodge or. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, cool. yeah, I'm um, not. You know, I think that what he's done with them is already taken like a really talented squad and like reinvigorated them um, after you know a couple of really good. Um, but they yeah. needed like they needed like a fresh voice, um, and it's I think it's worked out for them. And I think they're they're definitely in in Europe contention. I think Europa Conference League is probably where they're going to end up. I think you're going to see. um I think you're going to see Tottenham in the Champions League. I think you're going to see Arsenal in the Europa League. I think you're going to see um, uh, United in the Europa League. And where I think West Ham would have taken the Conference League spot, I think they're going to win Europa. And then you might. In see, Champions League? And be in Champions League. You might That'd see badass in the Conference League. Um, I don't want them to win. Obviously, I'd love the Rangers to win, but, you know, betting betting odds would say West Ham there. So, um,
0: yeah, I think that Frankfurt after their win against Barcelona has some momentum going into this competition too. So it won't be, obviously it won't be like a guaranteed win for, for West Ham. Anything could happen to Europa. It's kind of nice. And top four, obviously it's, uh, there's still so much to play for in the last six to seven to eight games here. But going down, I mean, it's uh, we have to obviously say happy trails to Sean Dyche too, which – how long has he been at Burnley? It's been forever. Uh, their, kept their, their entire run in the Premier League. Which um, has been – as since I've been watching the last four or five years. Yeah, I um, – you know, I think that their peak was <sighs>
1: – let me get the, the year wrong, but – um. I want to say it was like four five or six seasons ago, um they finished in seventh, um and you know, backed their way into like a Europa League playoff.
0: yeah, I think that's my first season watching. I think they or they were coming off their Europa League season, everyone predicting them to be like a huge bounce back again.
1: boy, and that was that was the thing is the, like you know that they got there off of, you know, you know, doing all the things that they could, right, but it's an incredibly low-budget squad. Um, and, you know, playing that many extra competition games just, like, spread their squad way too thin. Um, You know, I think that uh, it's it's not unfair, I, you know, for for Sean. I think that, you know, his time probably, kind of like Nuno at Wolverhampton kind of ran out and Burnley will probably get relegated. But you know, when Sean Dice is ready, he will get a job in the championship. And maybe if he waits long enough, you know, jumping on like a struggling team for the Premier League. Yeah. Next year. Um. But oh, it'll, oh yeah, it'll be uh you know when the opportunity is right and he's ready. So um, but his his run with Burnley was fantastic. Um, that squad, more embodied. Like 1980s pub league English soccer to me than than anything else I've ever seen. So um, the and you know with their budget that run has been fantastic. Um, I don't I uh, I don't want to sound too ignorant here. But I'm pretty sure Burnley is another American owned team mm. at this point. Um, and that might lead a little bit into that summit too, where you get some Amer- impatient American owners that don't know what the fuck they're doing um
0: so i mean yeah yeah what what are we up to how many owners did you say (sighs) too many too many americans yeah they're gonna try to like close off the leagues and do billionaire shit like they always (laughs) do it's it's uh they're not they can't people rebel
1: it's where only profits are the only thing forward like passion history results all that stuff doesn't matter if it gets in the way of profits and there's a difference between a club like running within budget and worrying about a club being like quote-unquote profitable and i think that in this day and age for a lot of those non quote-unquote super league clubs like just operating within your normal budget is probably the most important thing and um, I think Americans are gonna have a hard. American owners are gonna have a hard time with that, and that part bothers me the most, because um, these are the same assholes that run franchise sports that,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely are just shit. So say no more. All right, I'm gonna read you four teams, and out of these teams, I want you to tell me who you'd most rather see in the prem. Actually, I'm gonna kick this all the way down. I'm gonna read it. Just, just wait till the end of the list. Okay. Huddersfield, Luton Town, Luton Town, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, Coventry City, Millwall. I'll throw, yeah, West Brom, Queen's Park. All these teams are in the hunt for the championships playoff. It's very close, that race. Out of those so, teams, who would you rather see in the Prem? So... I think
1: recency bias would be, like, you know, I saw Middlesbr- Middlesbrough get a, a quick chance. A couple years ago didn't last. Uh, Sheffield United had, like, a uh, a brief glory run only to immediately fizzle out. The Blades. The Blades, yeah. It was spent um, two years up, right? Yeah.
0: First season did uh, great, second year down. Yeah
1: the, yeah, the first season they almost made uh, a European spot. Um, mm. They had a really good season. Chris Wilder. Um, who I believe is with I can't remember the club, but another 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 club that's in the championship that's in a playoff spot. I'm pretty sure. Um, any rate, um, so like of those teams that you listed, the two teams that I'd want to see the most first one would be Nottingham Forest. Um, you talk about historic significance, uh, European Cup winners in the 80s. Um, you know, uh, we don't have to get too much into it, but we're very close to the date of Hillsborough. Um uh, Hillsborough disaster was a game between Nottingham forest and Liverpool, um, FA cup semifinal, um, Nottingham forest in English soccer in historic terms has a lot of significance. I would love to see them get a run back in the premier league. So that'd be my first one. The second one for me would be Blackburn. Um,
0: and, um, um similar reason right they, they had a massive run for a very long time in, in the prem no
1: i mean it wasn't a very long time they like they won yeah. they, uh they won their i mean they have a premier league title like in the that's modern day in the in the modern day premier league which is yeah that's saying something right like um they are uh, they they were lester before like you know lester was a thing like they it was well oh man hard. Like five or six <laughs> years into the modern day Premier League that they won. So um, was that for them like ninety seven? Yeah, it was uh Kenny Dalglish after um, you know, uh, Kenny was the architect of those eighties Liverpool teams that were so dominant. Um, um, but yeah, he was uh, the coach and, and then um all sorts of crazy shit happened that led to them downfall. Um But yeah, like, so like historically, like those, those two teams for me would be the ones that like, I remember reading about and and watching and thinking about growing up. And so I would love to see both those two teams in, but you know, I've, I've been in a premier league era where I watched green Queens Park Rangers. I watched them try to, you know, do the, um, the, the cheap man city thing of trying to buy a bunch of random talented players and didn't work. Um, So I don't need to see that again. Um, Yeah, and and I'm I'm good with, uh, you know, Millwall. Obviously, uh, we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast about Green Street street Hooligans.
0: Um, Shout out Helder for just randomly shipping me a DVD of of, uh, Green Street Hooligans. That was amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I only see them in the Premier League. Uh, They can fuck off. West
0: Brom. QPR too. There's really ten teams in the hunt for four of the playoff spots. Like legit, it's five points separating QPR at twelve from Sheffield in sixth. And uh, yeah, so it's a very tight race. I I think it's crazy that we were talking about um,
1: you know around this time last year. um, We were talking about Reading in the playoffs, and they are a relegation candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. The fine line margins that exist in the championship. Um, it's, uh, it's actually really fun to watch. I watched the, the Fulham Derby, uh, County game on Friday. Um, that was a really fun game. Uh, Fulham could have, uh, clinched, um, uh, promotion and they ended up losing to, you know, the fighting Wayne Rooney's, um, who somehow mathematically are still alive even after, even even after suffering a 21 point
0: penalty, they might survive relegation. Um, They won't. They're nine points from safety right now. They've had a hell of a run. Like they've had 13 wins, 13 draws and then 16 Mm -hmm. losses. Like they would be solidly mid table squad. I think they'd be above.
1: uh, I mean, do the quick math for me. I think they're above mid table, but even so, I think that they're very much like, I don't think that nine points is. Remember they play 44 games, 46 games. Yeah. 46 games. They're
0: all 42 games currently though. I think it's over. I think the fighting Wayne Rooney's are going down, Jimmy. Uh, I I don't think so. They'd be at 52 points. They would still be in 17th place without the reduction no at 52 yeah yeah they'd be below blackpool at 53 points okay yeah it's uh it's impressive i mean rooney's getting too much goddamn credit is what i'm saying
1: they did it they did it with a threadbare squad um you know not being able to afford players like just bringing up kids and stuff so um Mm. hats off to them anyway and like the um figure out how to um get that shit right like that fan base is fantastic and don't yeah. I also, no Huddersfield man. I I suffered through that shit.
0: I don't back in the Premier League. Um, I I agree wholeheartedly with Huddersfield. They were the team that was in when it was my first season watching, and they had like record low points. They're terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Yeah. They they yeah. They don't need they don't need to be there. Um. But yeah. Yeah, man. I think uh, honestly, I think that's all I got because we're just talking Prem, just talking uh, FA Cup, little Euro. Oh, Champions League is the is the final frontier, and then we'll let everybody go on with their day here. If you're still listening, give me, give me. uh, I want to hear your breakdown because I know you've been watching
1: a ton of uh, Champions League. I want to know how you're feeling about the teams remaining, and you know what you think for. What we're looking at for like, a, like uh, what your predicted final is and like, who who's your favorite for uh, the rest of the way.
0: First of all, let me say that I haven't watched actually a ton. Like I, I throw it on sometimes, but it's usually like in the background while I'm working. So take that for what it is, but we got Liverpool versus Villarreal city versus Madrid and Liverpool. I've just been bashing hell on the text thread because they keep drawing. It's just, they're always getting the favorable draw in the champions league. They just drew Benfica when real Madrid was playing Chelsea. And now they're via real, which, you know, no disrespect at all. They won Europa last year and are making a nice run in champions league this year. But the fact remains is that they're like seventh or eighth in the Liga, So they're not like the top tier, like the other side of this table is city versus real Madrid. So I just feel like Liverpool is getting handed this draw to be... A, they're going to be in the finals on that side, honestly. You should sure.
1: never bet
0: against one of the
1: winningest European man, club uh, managers of all time, and Unai Emery. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> he has three Europa League... I think three. Yeah. Three Europa League trophies. Um, and yeah uh, i think that uh, it is a speciality. so uh league form aside
0: um, um, spain spurs are uh not a pushover so it is crazy that, what do they have they have four spurs on that team they have Aurier, oh, oh, uh, they've got lacelso they've got Foyt. there's one more right you said see. or you said, you said Aurier? Yeah, Foyt, and then uh, Lo Celso, who's been playing, who's been balling out for them. And actually, I think if you listen back to the podcast over the last two years, I've always been a Lo Celso supporter, so I'm not surprised to see him balling out. I always, I hated the part of Spurs Twitter that hated Lo Celso and couldn't see value in him. He he, he was fine. Like he could make dangerous passes, incisive passes in the final third, and scored goals and People were hating on him for no good reason. I'm I'm glad he's balling out for Real. But I do think Liverpool has too much quality there. I think it's going to be Liverpool on that side, and then City, Real Madrid. My heart says Real Madrid. I hate them, but I hate City more. City is like watching them lose in Champions League yet again, a failure, and and in the semifinals too would be an extra little treat. Mm -hmm. so my heart is really saying uh liverpool real madrid and then the finals who knows that matchup i'd I'd still take liverpool they're just in such a great run of form they're so spoiled helder if you're listening you're so fucking spoiled they never lose they score early they never make you panic it's fucking it's perfect It, it must be so delightful to watch as a supporter of liverpool but I know you're still puckering your butthole every game because you could lose to Villa, Villa Real, and you could definitely lose to Real Madrid or City. I'm kind of, uh, I'm over a City-Liverpool matchup, so I would rather not see that in the Champions League. Uh, I agree. Um, I think that Liverpool-Madrid would be fun. Uh, I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, Madrid is going to have a really hard time with City. Um, yeah, agreed. Agreed. But- yeah, I mean, a betting—if I was a betting man, it'd be Liverpool City again in, in the title for sure. I guess I am a betting man sometimes, although it's not quite—it's not legal in Maryland yet. As soon as they get the apps, I'll be a betting man.
1: City City versus Chelsea in the Champions League Finals is the only time in my entire life I've ever achieved for Chelsea for anything. Um.
0: Yeah, I have this love. I love Pulisic, so I root for him when he's on the field. And then I just want him to be out. I want him to get out of there. I hate him at Chelsea. Yeah. Thumbs down. Go somewhere. You're appreciated. Christian, if you're listening, which I know you're not, there's no way in fucking hell that you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Get out of there. Get out of there. You're so good. You should be respected and you should, it should be no question whether you're playing every game and uh, the fans are just degenerate assholes, at least on the internet. All you blues, anyone listening that's a Chelsea blue right now, turn, it, turn this podcast off. Podcast I don't even want you here. Just kidding. You're welcome to jump on the show if you want. But long story short, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Christian Pulisic, get out of, get out of there
1: we'll see we'll see uh it'll be interesting what it'll look like at chelsea once they get different ownership but um i'm hoping it's uh, an american consortium like i know that all of the americans are trying to buy it fully expecting to reinvest in a super league um,
0: yeah, yeah they're probably they're, they're immediately going to resurrect that idea oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah super league yes please billionaires yeah like I, said, I have no time for that for that conversation this evening. Um, no, so. but do you want to give a quick shout out to Detroit City? Should we go on to rants? Like, yeah, you got to yeah. be in a, you, you got to be at work now in uh, three hours and fifty minutes. So <laughs> it comes quick. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, Detroit City FC
1: um, won last night um, against Birmingham Legion in USL Championship. Um, that makes uh, five games unbeaten. Um, so six games in there at 11 points, sitting in third place in the Eastern Conference uh, standings, um, which is crazy. You're talking about a club that 10 years ago was an amateur club, um, and they've built something beautiful and organic and uh, maybe uh, douchebaggy at times because, you know, <laughs> But, like you know, I think that it's 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 important that like their fans do care, like um more than anything else. and and I love that it's so anti MLS mm. um, but also as close to that level of like successes they're gonna be able to get without being MLs um being the championship. So I hope that they're able to continue it. I hope that that this is um you know, not capitalizing on a great generation of players that like, this is a stepping stone for them to continue to grow. Um, and you know, I, I, I what I want more than anything else is, uh, and we were texting about this earlier was, um, I, would love for a, a good ownership group to get a team going in Grand Rapids because, um, that's a crazy beautiful soccer hotbed and having them in the championship against Detroit CFC would be, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Um, I think it's Tuesday when Tuesday, well, April
0: nineteenth, yeah. Columbus Crew at home. Yeah.
1: at Keyworth, Columbus, Columbus Crew at Keyworth in Hamtrek, Michigan, uh, just outside of Detroit. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm def, like it's, it's uh, Tuesday is going to be a fun one for me. Uh, Tuesday is uh, two two thirty United versus Liverpool. Um, that, that one's just a tasty Premier League matchup. And then in the evening, turn on some Detroit City FC versus, um, you know, the Columbus Crew and the U.S. Open Cup. Um, just beautiful things. So uh, shout out to them, um, and 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 I wish them much success.
0: That that will lead into my rant here is that I just wanted to let everybody know that Tuesday night, April nineteenth, ESPN Plus, lots of tasty treats on there in the U.S. Open Cup. We've got the Pittsburgh Riverhounds taking on Cincinnati. That should be a fun one. And then personally, I like Tormenta, who has some Bobcats connection. They're playing Birmingham Legion, USL Championship versus uh, USL League One. Um, We've also got a couple uh, base cities from Nisa, California United Strikers. These are the 10:30 games, so there's no way. But another fun one too is LA Galaxy, San Diego Loyal. You've got uh, Landon Donovan going down to take his old squad and as the manager. Um against LA Galaxy. So watch the US Open Cup. It's fun. If you've got nothing else to do at night, flip that shit on. That's all I got, Jimmy. Alright buddy. It's been fun. We'll talk again soon. all right see ya.